You are listening to the sermon podcast of Nielsville Presbyterian Church, a Christ-centered church in Germantown, Maryland. To learn more about Nielsville, visit us online at nielsville.org. So good morning. Uh, My name is Rebecca Hall. I have been attending Nailsville fairly regularly for a little under a year. I first came, I think it was about a year ago for Youth Sunday with the very pure intention of going to church with my boyfriend. Um, And then I returned a few months later with the same very pure intention of going to church with my boyfriend. Um, However, I also stayed because of the incredible community that you all have here at Nielsville. All of the adults who have been willing to help me along the way, give me wisdom and encouragement and guidance. As Luke said before, the Hermans, the Porters, the Condricks, and everyone else who has been involved in the youth ministry um, has really shown me what it's like to be in such a loving church. So when I heard about the theme of today, Jesus Filter, I was like, oh no. This is going to be one of those cheesy Youth Sunday talks where I'm going to have to talk about how the sepia filter is like Jesus and like this isn't going to go very well. But as I thought about it a little bit, I realized that it was focusing more on if we put a filter over our eyes and we look at the world through Jesus and through the light of the gospel, how that changes the way we see things. Um, And as I was thinking about this more, I thought of one of my personal heroes, a wonderful woman by the name of Corrie Ten Boom. I don't know how many of you are familiar with her story, but she was a watchmaker in Amsterdam right before World War II, and her family got involved in hiding Jews during the Holocaust. A few years after doing this, they got caught, and so she and her sister and her father were all sent to prison, Um, and later they were sent to a German concentration camp. And her story, while it sounds so sad and you feel really bad for these people, they have so much joy. And in her books, she talks about having thankfulness for God through the different parts of of, of her experiences. One of the parts that shocked me the most was when she thanked God for the fleas because everything around her was flea-ridden, but that also meant that they were safe from the guards and they were able to share the gospel with the people around them. They were able to create a community of people who loved Jesus and wanted to share that after they left the place. And so after reading this book a solid 20 times or so, um, there are a few lessons from it that have really affected me in my personal life. The first one is that God always has a plan and will always protect me. And in her book, she talks about the fleas and she talks about the lice and, you know, all these awful conditions and how God had an incredible plan and how God was protecting them and guiding them the entire way through. Just a few years ago, uh, my mom got suddenly very sick. It was a terrifying period of time because I wasn't exactly sure what was wrong. It was a very dangerous situation, and she was in the ICU for three weeks. Being uh, 14, I was not able to go into the ICU, meaning I could not see my parents. Um, And so many people came during that time to visit her, but I really didn't have any connection, and it was a very terrifying time for me. But this was also one of the largest growing places in my life. I learned that I had to put my trust in God, that I had to put my faith in him, because he is in control of all of this. And thankfully, my mother is here today. She is perfectly healthy. Um, And so God obviously had a, (laughs) she's raising raising her hand, God had a plan for her and kept us safe and um, strengthened our family through that. 
Another lesson I learned from this book is that the gospel is evident everywhere you go and everywhere you look. Um, and so if before reading this, I was, I was actually fairly young, so I wasn't looking too closely, but once someone opens your eyes to something like this, you can see how God's love and his story and the gospel affects people in everyday life that you don't really notice. Even in English class this last year, we talked about how there is this one true story that is mirrored in every other story that you read. It is the, the theme of like creation, fall, redemption, and renewal. And every single book you read will have this basic story. They may take out a couple parts, but it's still this idea of there's always a beginning, there is a fall, and there is something that kind of brings them back to life. And so even in people who don't try to display the gospel, it is still there in their lives, in their works, in their readings. So um, I would like to pray to close this out, and then I think Andy is going to talk after. So if you'd please pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, and I thank you for this opportunity that we could all come here and worship you. I pray that we would learn more about you and your love, and I pray that we would glorify you in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.